Matias Yenmark, shorthanded goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high. Watt gets the puck off to the races. Into the zone. The righty. Right circle. Backhander. He scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We got you covered today. Uh, We are going to track down the NHL's Western Conference Final, which is... Colorado has advanced to the championship series. We have a big game tonight in the Eastern Conference where Tampa Bay will attempt to tie the New York Rangers in that best-of-seven series and continue the homer run that has occurred in that stretch. And the Rangers have been part of that uh, going back uh, to their second-round set against the Carolina Hurricanes. And in a couple of minutes, we'll chat with Vegas Golden Knights defenseman Zach Whitecloud, who's going to uh, pop on the program fresh off uh, getting back from the World Hockey Championships where he won a silver medal with Team Canada. So a whole lot going on along with one-timers and Salmon Ash with the legal minute, which is going to deal with uh, Mariah Carey and a lawsuit (laughs) over All I Want for Christmas. And I'm not sure. Zach's number one, but the rest Mm -hmm. of it? There's there's a good battle for what I'm looking forward to the most in this program. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be fun. Like, it's one of those shows where you start to kind of, you know, piece all the, the different pieces together, and, and all of a sudden there's a lot of different, fun, interesting, unique things that are going to be on the program. I can't wait to get into Mariah Carey. I can't wait to argue with Chapman about it, but I really can't wait to talk to Zach Whitecloud and just get a gauge on what the last, you know, two and a half, three weeks of his life have been like. Scored a couple of goals at the World Championship coming off an eight-goal season. His career high with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, new contract uh, as well. A lot swirling around the Vegas Golden Knights defenseman. And uh, we'll look ahead to, to the future and uh, get him maybe to size up uh, what's happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs as we have three teams left for this uh, 2022 uh, Stanley Cup championship. Uh, a lot uh, a lot happening in and around the hockey world as well. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, I got a stat for you that is going to absolutely blow your mind about the Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender. Uh, I'm going to hold on to that until after, Zach. Uh, when we get into the Edmonton Oilers, there's a whole lot of questions about uh, how the Oilers were built. Like, it it was a high watermark for Connor McDavid and company. There's no doubt getting to the conference final is a huge accomplishment. But were they doomed to fail or to come up short of their overall goal because of just their construction of a lineup? And what do we think of Colorado? How big of an advantage is it to have maybe a week off? You know, if it depends on the Eastern Conference when the Stanley Cup final is going to, to start. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but we're talking middle or late next week before things yeah. are going to get going. That's an yeah. awfully long time. Maybe, maybe next Wednesday or could be pushed back to next Friday. That is a huge amount of rest, probably longer than you want outside of Nazem Kadri. Uh, mm-hmm. 
a little bit of a, a stretch, but uh, but everybody else should be uh, ready to go and rock and roll, including Darcy Kemper. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the time off, you always worry about rust, but the way that the Avalanche have been going, they, they've kind of rolled through these playoffs. They've only lost two games en route to the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, you have an opportunity to get healthier. You have an opportunity to rest and heal some of the bumps and bruises that come along the way. And, you know, I, I think anytime you get a little bit of time away in the middle of this run, I think it's a good thing. And, you know, I, I don't know that you want to see Tampa and uh, the Rangers go the distance because then you'll have a team that's that's coming in with a bit of momentum. But, you know, a, a break, a little bit of rest for for the Colorado Avalanche is not a bad thing in this stretch. Uh, Nathan McKinnon came out victorious in that battle between McKinnon and McDavid. Uh, Pavel Francouz mm-hmm. was awesome uh, in yep. goal. I don't know whether there's a dilemma at all uh, because of the time off. Uh, it makes it easy to go back to Darts Kemper, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. uh, dive into that uh, as well as uh, the Colorado Avalanche quietly putting together one of the greatest Stanley Cup postseasons of all time with what they've been able to do with uh, the three series victory and only a couple of losses. Yeah. I mean, I, again, like they've, they've really run the table here. I, you, you had a little bit of trouble there with the St. Louis blues, but that's the only team that's been able to beat the Colorado avalanche so far in their run to the Stanley cup final. Their, their toughest test will be the last one, whether that's the Rangers, whether that's Tampa, but this is a team that couldn't get out of the second round, and here they are in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we'll get uh, right into it uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, size up Colorado's uh, status uh, going forward as well as the Tampa-New York game. But right now we slide over to the Vegas Golden Knights side of it and bring in Golden Knights defenseman Zach Whitecloud, who is just back from Finland winning a silver medal at the World Hockey Championships. How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. I'm good. What was the trip like? What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was, um, you know, overall, it was, it was a fun trip. It was uh, a great experience for me personally. Um, you know, growing up, I was never, uh, you know, on hockey and as a radar for a lot of things. Um, you know, being able to kind of, uh, for them at, uh, at this stage of my life, it's, it's certainly exciting, obviously. Uh, you know, when you have those opportunities, it, it obviously means that you're in the playoffs, which, um, you know, for us was, uh, uh, not what we wanted uh, at the end of this year, um, but with that, I was able to over and experience something new uh, with Team Canada, and it was a really good experience, and then I think we need to be a little bit more in the world. Uh, w- pulling on that sweater for the first time, was it emotional? Uh, it was, um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of things that, that run through your mind. You know, it's growing up for me. Uh, growing up in Brandon, Manitoba, um, you know, a small town kid, uh, I always dreamt and I always watch, you know, the Olympic World Championships of past, and uh, being able to to get to do that was uh, something I'll always for my life. But uh, I think it's, um, you know, he has as much as it's important for me. And obviously, I think it's more important for people that were with me along, along the journey and kind of going through the up and down. And uh, growing up, and the family that helped me get through you know, all the things that I, I uh, had to go through to get to where I am. And uh, so it was actually special, I think, for them to be able to see me doing what I love. Obviously, on the national stage, and, and 
We got uh, we got some fuzz going on in the line, so we're just going to reconnect uh, with you, Zach. Uh, Chapman's going to take care of that, and hopefully we can get uh, a clear signal because we want to maximize our time with the Golden Knights defenseman. Want to get into his offensive outbreak uh, this season and uh, what he was able to do, and be able to uh, look ahead uh, a little bit to next year. As Zach is back from the World Hockey Championship, uh, dropping a championship game decision to Finland in overtime, and that was that uh, overtime where they play uh, three on three and then Finland got the power play and it was uh, uh, I wouldn't say a cheap penalty but it wasn't exactly the most egregious error uh, in the world that uh, that I've witnessed in that championship game but uh, again he'd never played for any of the uh, Team Canada uh, programs growing up the U17 the U18 the World Juniors or or uh, on the senior team so that's a pretty big cool thing that he was able to do uh, at the senior men's level yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get to represent your country, you get to play more hockey and, and high stakes hockey. And, you know, I, I think the the ability to do that, you know, for the first time, the ability to even though the, the way the NHL season ended for the Golden Knights was not ideal not for Zach, not ideal. Uh, you still have a, kind of a high watermark and a high moment to to end that season. So uh, definitely awesome stuff. Really good luck. Really good work for Zach Whitecloud getting over there and getting that experience. Uh, was teammates with uh, Nick Waugh uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights on that team, Canada, as uh, as well as uh, the familiarity of Logan Thompson being in goal. So that was uh, that was cool to have uh, three of them over there doing their thing together under head coach Claude Julian, uh, who was a Stanley Cup uh, winning coach with the Boston Bruins back in 2011. Uh, they had a lot of uh, different uh, looks on that team and Zach mentioned it uh, you go over there that means you're not part of the Stanley Cup playoffs so you got to get over the disappointment of that but also the reward of being part of Team Canada I can't imagine that uh, that it would take you very long to to grow into that and and accept that uh, that offer and I love the fact that that he continued the the offensive push that he scored a couple goals and had four points uh, in, in the 10 games yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're looking at a player that is going to have the offensive upside that that we saw from him this year. You look at eight goals in fifty nine games in the NHL. Like Zach had a couple of multi goal games, and 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 it was you know kind of the the understanding and the expanding of you know his ability mm-hmm. to read plays, jump in, do what he's what's what's needed of him, and and he did that in incredibly well this season for the Golden Knights in in producing offensively. I thought it was a cheap call in, in overtime in the championship game. Zach's White, uh, White Cloud is back with us, so uh, you don't have to say it uh, at all. But uh, who did you get to know? Uh, you, had, uh, you had Nick, you had Logan over there. Uh, who else did you get to know that maybe you, you weren't uh, as familiar with on your team? Hi, Zach. You know, hey, buddy. Wanted, you know, I've, I've met you. Know, a big aspect of that term is you get guys are on the uh, make some lifelong buddies and and uh, you know obviously there's uh, you know we all hung around quite a bit because it's uh, you know you're playing every second day and um, you know you're spending off days together and, and things like that and, and Team Canada is really good uh, with uh, you know treating the guys and making sure that's a first class experience and uh, later on in the tournament I think with two games left to go in um, the round robin format they uh, you know brought all the all of our families over. Our, you know the wives and girlfriends and and things like that. So we were able to enjoy that aspect. And uh, but obviously before everyone got there, 
uh, you know, you're just spending with teammates and getting to know everyone. And, um, you know, I think that's one uh, very low-key aspect of that tournament that, you know, not everyone realizes that you walk away with, um, you know, some lifelong friends and, and guys that you can reconnect with when you go on the road or even in the summers and things like that. So, um, you know, I got to meet a lot of and, you know, guys from all around the league, obviously. So, Zach Whitecloud's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan? Yeah, so like when you when you kind of look back maybe in, you know, a couple of years, five years, whatever the case may be, what's uh, what's the, the one memory or the one lasting moment that, that's going to stand out for you from that experience? <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, unfortunately, losing, in, uh, losing, losing the way we did and, and uh, obviously going through that game. Uh, you know, it was kind of a similar that we played of uh, the Sweden game. You know, our first, I think it was the quarterfinals. Um, you know, they took an early lead on us and they were up three nothing. And you know, we dug ourselves out of a hole and came back to win in overtime. And um, you know, obviously, it didn't go the same way in in the final. But um, you know, besides that, for me, that those are the things that I remember. And even though it's a bad memory, it still brings back you know the whole tournament. Um, you know, seeing different parts of the world and. and uh, you know, meeting some new teammates and and getting to experience that with uh, with my family too was was uh, really uh, something that I'll cherish forever. Um, I think for me there was uh, I'm a, I'm really into uh, using saunas um, as a kind of a longevity tool um, as uh, it kind of helps with your your breathing and and uh, and things like that without actually doing physical activity. So um, you know that's something I've been interested in the past you know couple of years here. Um, throughout my career is, is utilizing that uh, aspect of, of uh, training. And uh, I think, I believe, uh, if I'm right, like saunas originally uh, started in Finland. So we were able to go to a place on the uh, the coast of the Baltic Sea. Uh, and, uh, you know, they had three different types of saunas. Um, then you were able to go out and do a cold plunge into the into the Baltic. So uh, for me, that was, that was something that I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cherish for the rest of my life and something that stood out about the trip. You, you know, you just you mentioned it, cold plunge. Uh, do do you kind of alternate the sauna and the cold plunge ordinarily in, in your everyday training? Uh, yeah. So I typically, obviously, not on game days, but um, any day where I'm not playing, or even in the uh, in the off season, I try to um, you know get in the sauna every day if if I uh, have it available to me or available to me. Um, unfortunately, I don't have one at my place right now, so I use one at the rink, and um, you know that does. Uh, uh, that does wonders for me, and, and um, you know, I'm not far from the rink either, so I try to make sure uh, I, I get in there as much as I can. And um, but yeah, I, I do alternate. I, I'll usually you know try to go anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes in the sauna, and then go for uh, a couple minute cold plunge, and, and then kind of go back in for you know however, however many rounds I'm feeling. Um, that's something that I've uh, I've noticed in my uh, days throughout the season that it um, it helps me kind of feel a bit more relaxed and. Uh, make my body at ease and, and uh, you know, allows you to get a sweat without really doing a whole lot too, especially when the season gets busy. So uh, for me, that's something I've utilized and kind of researched into. Um, and I think, uh, you know, obviously there's a few guys on our team that are really into it as well. So, uh, Zach Whitecloud's with us in the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Okay, I, I'm, the, the cold water's way too cold for me, so I'm not jumping in there. But what do, what does it do? Does it do something muscular or, or where's the advantage there? It must must have some kind of effect. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I think everyone, uh, everyone's body reacts differently to it. Uh, when I was in Finland, I, I heard a lot of reasons for it. Uh, the main one being that it uh, relaxes your muscles uh, and kind of puts your mind at ease well, uh, as well. It's kind of, it acts as a detox, um, 
as well as the relaxation method. So uh, you're kind of covering off a, a lot of boxes. Um, and you can use it for all sorts of things, right? And, and for me, I try to push myself uh, kind of to the max that I can go uh, each round that I'm in there just to uh, utilize the, the capacity of my lungs and, and try to uh, kind of force my way through those uh, those feelings that you get when you're getting, you know, too hot or, or uh, you, you think you need a cold plunge or you just need a break. And, um, you know, it kind of helps the mental aspect too, a little bit of a mental grind, a little bit of a uh, grind with your body to, to try and stay in there a little bit longer and obviously uh, going back uh, – back and forth from the, the cold punch to that kind of helps helps me feel better. Um, you know, especially the day after a game, I'll, I'll go in there for, you know, like I said, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes and then go have a sit in the cold water for a little while and go back for another one if I need to. Uh, and then the rest of the day, I feel I feel relaxed. I feel loose. I, I My mind's at ease. Um, I can kind of, you know, leave the rink and, and leave hockey there and, and kind of go home and relax and, and kind of go about my day from there. So uh, I use it for all sorts of things. And especially in the summer, I'll – further and just see how far i can go and and, uh and those sorts of things are you crazy like do you really need to be doing that (laughs) probably a little bit but um you know those are the things i find joy i mean it's uh i think you know every whatever you know uh sport you're playing you know especially for me there's always uh different things for different people and it's kind of finding the things that work for you and um, you know, for me, going in there and, and doing that after a skate or, or, or on a day off, uh, it kind of allows me to a little sweat uh, and then, you know, kind of leave uh, leave the rink with, uh, you know, all the toxicity, all the thoughts, you know, when you're thinking about hockey or, or life away from that. Uh, it kind of allows me to go into the into the sauna. And obviously you don't have, uh, you know, a phone or a TV or anything in there, right? So you're just with your own, uh, with your own thoughts and it allows you to kind of uh, – just sit there, relax. You know, if you have buddies in there, you can have a conversation and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, it's just something that brings me ease and, and kind of allows me to, um, you know, stay on top of my body. No tunes? Uh, yeah, some guys will, uh, even myself, I'll, br- I'll bring my phone in there and then, you know, play some tunes. And uh, more often than not, I'll try and play a podcast just to kind of, oh. and those sorts of things. I got a good one for you. It's called the chirp. Uh, look it up. It's uh, it's award winning. Uh, <laughs> Darren Millard, along with uh, Ryan Wallace, uh, with Zach Whitecloud. Uh, go, Ryan. Uh, you know, Zach, your your exit interview this season, I thought was fantastic. You you refused to to talk about injuries as as kind of a, an excuse for the Golden Knights in their season and and not making the playoffs. But it was one thing that you said about leadership not having a prerequisite. There's there's no. Um, really qualifier for someone being a leader like in in kind of your view of where you're at right now with this team are you part of or do you consider yourself part of this leadership group moving forward for the golden knights um you know that's 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 a great question but it's also a tricky question right because mm-hmm. you know when you go down the list on our team and then you start seeing names like uh, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, Max Petcheretti, Riley Smith, Marchi, Marty, Navi, you know, all these guys that have been in the league for, you know, a long time and have been through, uh, you know, a lot in their careers. And, um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, I'm just grateful that I'm able to learn from those guys. And, you know, obviously those, um, you know, a few guys in there are some of my best buddies and uh, being able to learn from them, uh, you know, how they go about their days and, and you know, how they treat people. Uh, you know, kind of how they work in and amongst the team. Uh, those are things that I can learn to help me in my career. 
Um, and I, it's a cliche, but, you know, obviously, you know, as we were all growing up through sports or whatever, uh, you know, the leaders aren't always exactly the one that, letter, you know, wear the letters, right? So, you know, obviously they're there to uh, communicate with the coaching staff and, and the officials and those things like that. Um, but everyone has a job and leads in their own way. Uh, and I think every single man on our roster has to be a leader in some form, uh, you know, when it comes to their role, uh, what they do on the ice and, and kind of, you know, how they go about themselves in the room. And, and I think in our organization, you know, first thing is we like good people, uh, you know, I treat everyone fairly and treat everyone right. So, um, you know, for us, we, we've got a lot of leaders in the room, a lot that have, you know, led teams to, um, uh, in different aspects. Obviously, the names I listed, those are a lot of guys that, you know, have, have a ton of experience leading teams. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful to obviously uh, be close with those guys and learn, uh, you know, obviously certain things that help them uh, be leaders. And, and like I said, everyone leads in their own way. And you're not always going to wear a letter. And that's not the most important thing, obviously. And, um, you know, just being able to, to be under those guys and, and uh, learn from them and, uh, you know, help that going forward in my career. You're going to get home to Brandon. What's the plan for the summer? Golf trip anywhere? Uh, give us the inside scoop on what Zach does to kick back before you get training again. Uh, yeah, me and, uh, me and my girlfriend are trying. We're, we are going back up uh, at the end of August. Uh, there's a, a local tournament there up at the uh, lake that's about an hour north of, uh, of Brandon. Um, you're going to, cl- you're going to Clear Lake? It's actually a match play tournament. Oh, you're going to the What's Tamarack. You're going to the Tamarack. Yeah, I'm playing in the Tamarack this you, year. You, you bugger! I've always um, wanted to do I, that. I actually haven't been able to play in that tournament. I was, I believe, 16 or 17. And uh, funny enough, when uh, I used to play in that tournament, my mom used to, I think, shove five of us kids in the car and take us up to a cabin. She'd, you know, basically babysit us and look after us and make sure we, the uh, uh, crazy mischief, and and uh, you know, make sure we got to our tea times and things like that. And you know, the the poor lady looked after five you know, teenagers for, for a week-long stint, so I'm um, all by herself. So uh, I'm really excited to get back up there and play in that tournament. It's been, obviously, now like eight or nine years since I've been able to play in it, so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, we've got a couple uh, couple weddings uh, coming up this summer, some some teammates and some former teammates, uh, some old teammates, sorry. Um, so those will be exciting. And uh, other than that, just kind of hang out in Vegas and golf and uh, relax and get ready. Uh, you, you have fun up there at uh, Clear Lake. It's one of the great uh, uh, joys of summer in and around Brandon. Uh, familiar with it. Uh, just be careful driving down number nine. Uh, it gets a little misty, a little dewy in the morning, and you could uh, you can slide a little bit. Uh, but good luck. I'm sure you'll be in the championship flight, buddy. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I hope to uh, hopefully the trip's worth it, and I can I can get in the championship flight and make it a little interesting. So. <laughs> You'll be you'll be driving. Uh, Was it uh, sixteen? You could drive sixteen, right? Do you drive number one there? Uh, sixteen. Oh 16. yeah, sixteen's only I think two twenty or two thirty, and it's a little bit downhill too. Yeah, you got that. You take something off that. It's uh, it's, uh, it's very gettable. It's yeah. the same with number eight too. Yeah, number eight, I've never been able to do. I've always wanted to. I always yell at four, thinking people. I'm going to hit somebody on nine T box. Can't do it. It's just uh, an American. If uh, if you drive number number eight, I want to know about it immediately. Uh, what if I told you I drove it at age sixteen? That would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, <I'm> <laughs> oh, have a great summer, Zach. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right.
All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Be good. Uh, that's a man that is a natural athlete. Uh, if you Google Clear Lake Golf Course, uh, it's uh, in a national park in Canada, and it's awesome uh, for those that, uh, that that are from Manitoba. One of those uh, true gems uh, of a golf course, but it's got a couple of drivable holes, uh, and he can uh, obviously do a little bit more. But he's a scratch golfer. Like that's the that's part professional hockey player, world champion uh, championships uh, with with Team Canada, and. I would guess to put him in the expert class of sauna users. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The uh, it, it was funny because as soon as he talked about sauna, I I immediately wanted to go to to cold plunge or ice baths or whatever the case may be because there's there's so much in terms of research of of kind of what it does to your body systemically, but also the the mental aspect of being in a cold environment, all of that kind of stuff. It, it fascinates me. I, um, I'm i not going for as long of rounds as Zach Whitecloud is. I don't have any reason to. I'm not an athlete. But the fact of the matter is uh, there's, a, there's a really interesting thread to pull there, and, and I'm glad that we kind of got to go down that rabbit hole with him. I, I could talk about that stuff for hours. So the, the fact that he was already into it, and then you go to Finland, which is like the – uh, ground uh, floor of uh, of the the base for everything sauna uh, related. Uh, the the cold plunge though is uh, is, is like the idea of doing that and it being good for your body. I know it is. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. having some fun with that, but uh, going multiple rounds. I, I don't think I've heard that part. It it's it's interesting because like with with the heat you can kind of open up capillaries in your muscles. You can open up certain types of, of, of pathway of passageways. And then with the cold, you can restrict those. You can also halt inflammation. So if you think about it from that perspective, after a game, when your muscles are absolutely on fire, if you can kind of blunt that inflammation process, it can really start uh, help and aid in your healing process and get you fresher and quicker for the next game. Okay, so you have the cold tub. After the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could do it really at any time. Like, if you if you want to try to limit the type of systemic inflammation that you have in your body, that's when you're going to want to do it. So after intense exercise, you can go with uh, a cold plunge. Or um, the other aspect of it, too, when he, he was talking about kind of the, the mental aspect, it is it sucks, yeah. frankly, to be in a cold environment, a really cold environment for a long time. Uh, you have to get your breathing in order. You have to get a, a certain level of focus dialed in. So uh, And that goes for the sauna too, right? Like in there, sure. like you're breathing. Yeah. And... yeah, so like it, 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 can, it can be used in different ways as part of recovering your body, but it could also be used in strengthening your mind and just your ability to do hard things. So tomorrow is supposed to be over uh, 100. We got triple yeah. digits uh, coming yeah. this uh, this way for the rest of the week. If I like spend an hour outside and then jump in the pool, is that the same thing? No. Okay. How, like, what's what's your pool at? Like, what temperature is the water? Uh, air temperature. Like it would yeah, be. You, it, you, it would you, be you, like no, not no, air temperature, but but not, it would be like it's, it's an outside pool. Thing. So. No, no, you got to get down to you got to get down to like forty degrees. In the water, like water temperature's got to be close-ish to freezing. In order, Chapman, would you like... do it? I have done it. I've I've done the 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 ice baths and all that stuff. 
on purpose or yeah, bad? yeah, on purpose. Yeah, when I when I well many many years ago when I was when in you shape, were an elite runner. Yes, when I was a a top runner uh, in the Garden State, we used to. My coach was was a psychopath, so he always would have us doing stuff like that. Any little advantage that he thought we can get. He was ahead of the curve, Chapman. He absolutely was. The, well, the guy yeah. was a, was an NCAA champion in the decathlon, so I trusted him very much when it came to. Uh, but you you called him a psychopath. Well, because mm-hmm. you know when you when you're 17 and your coach is telling you to jump in a in a tub full of ice for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, yeah, it's. Uh, but let, let's just say there there gets to a point where it doesn't even it's not even cold. It's just numb. Everything goes numb. Yeah, and then would you jump back in the sauna? No, we, we we didn't have a sauna, but we we would do. The oh, ice you would just do that after working yeah. out. Now okay. I have I have done yeah, the I mean, polar bear it, the polar bear plunge in New Jersey when I was a kid as well. Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> yeah, what, that's Darren, pure you, stupidity right yeah. there. Where yeah. where you have to start is contrast showers. So like just turning up the heat as high as possible on your shower, so you can get the steam going. You can get kind of that that hot temperature going, and then you alternate that with intervals of no heat, no hot water, all cold, and you you go like two or three rounds after that. Always, always, always finish with cold water. Uh, you'll feel like a new man. Do you have rejuvenate. to stay in the shower while you're doing this? You yeah, can't just stand the to the point. side turning it on and uh-huh. off? That's that's the point. Okay. The point Does anybody is, listening, uh, do, the, do you do this? Uh, send uh, Ryan the Hockey Guy a tweet or a direct message. Uh, or send me a direct message at Darren Millard or Magnum702. Love to uh, to know whether you are into the sauna and you can relate to what Zach puts himself uh, through uh, with this. And and the the interesting part is I, I get the, the mental and the physical benefits. Uh, I've, I'm very uh, on board with all of that and, and familiar with that type of thing. But the part where he talks about challenging himself, and and the breathing and uh, the psychological uh, base that, that that you're you're building up there uh, that can help you. That was really interesting. Yeah, I, the breathing is is such a important aspect of it too because like we, you can imagine, right? When you get into cold water, extremely cold water, your body will start involuntarily moving. You'll start to breathe a little bit heavier. You you might even hyperventilate because you're trying to warm up your core body temperature to make it not as uh, terrible on, on everything, every single part of your body. Uh, if you can control your breathing, if you can control the ability to bring oxygen in and out of your system, if you can calm yourself down in that environment, you have great control over your mind. And those are the, the other types of benefits that you get from you know, cold therapy and, and sauna work. Fascinating stuff uh, from Zach Whitecloud. Wanted to talk to him about the World Championship in uh, Finland and the month that he spent over there and uh, on the heels of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights season. And uh, we got into some leadership and uh, uh, what he's doing over the summer. But what you're left with is this uh, approach to make himself better mentally and physically uh, through the course of the sauna and the the dedication that, uh, that he puts into it. Uh, going down that path uh, on from the sounds of it uh, a daily basis so so pretty cool although uh, i did like the fact that he's uh, going into the tamarack that's cool when we continue we've got sam and ash coming up the legal minute also want to get into the play of the day which will revolve around a big goal that uh, puts the colorado avalanche into the stanley cup championship series one-timers uh, as well to come on the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas 
chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Eichel scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Colorado Avalanche are back into the Stanley Cup final for the first time in a long, long time. And they did it courtesy of a very unlikely source last night. Mm-hmm. Have a listen. Helm back from the car, lets it go, tipped on, rebound, score! It's Arturi Lekkinen! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Lekkinen standing in front, hold on a second. They are talking inside the half circle about something. What is that something? A decision has been made. It counts! It's a good goal! And the Avalanche have won the West! Colorado is going back to the Stanley Cup Final! Arturi Lekkinen is the hero! A back-and-forth affair winds up with the Avalanche sweeping their way to face whichever beast it is from the East. They were looking at it. It was an overtime goal, one draw, and uh, the pause that you heard was because Lekkonen knocked the stick, uh, the puck down up high. Was it higher than his shoulder? That was. It, some people were talking about the crossbar, but on this play, uh, when you ta- knock the stick down, it's because of the shoulder. If you knock this t- puck down straight in the net, it's the crossbar. It's weird, but there's two different uh, uh, rules on it. Uh, uh, no. It was considered legal. And it was below the shoulder, and mm-hmm. it put the avalanche in courtesy of Arteri Lekkonen. You said an unlikely hero, but that's not really the case because for the second year in a row, Arturi Lekkonen has scored an overtime series-clinching goal to get his team to the Stanley Cup final. He did it last year with the Montreal Canadiens. He did it this year with the Colorado Avalanche, and I think this will probably stand the test of time, but Arturi Lekkonen has scored the overtime game-winning goal to win the Clarence Campbell Bowl for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference two years in a, two years uh, back-to-back, which I don't think is anything that'll, uh, that'll change anytime soon. Uh, Colorado also touched the trophy. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? I don't. Well, there's. You're, the you're big not. Con- you're not that guy, are there's you? There's the big. No, I. I don't care. But I do okay. watch to see what they do because I think but, it's a little goofy not to enjoy the moment uh, when right. you win a trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. To to totally put that aside, but I do pay attention to see whether they do or they don't. And last night, the Colorado Avalanche did, and they celebrate on the ice in Edmonton. And it's a sweep. Uh, rather surprising that it's over that fast. I actually talked to Bill Daly the other day. I'm like, uh, the, you're going to Edmonton sooner than I thought. And uh, <laughs> and, and everybody's uh, that way uh, with what happened with uh, with that series. Yeah, it, it was... You know, it was it was over too soon. And, you know, I, I, I just I kind of keep going back to Daryl Sutter's commentary about the Colorado Avalanche and what it was going to be like for a wild card team to have to play them in the first round. And then you factor in that it took just seven days for Colorado to dispatch the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference final. It, it really puts into perspective how much of a wagon the Avalanche had been so far in the playoffs. So was Daryl right? Is that why Daryl ultimately won the coach of the year? Because he was right on the money with calling playing the Avalanche a waste of eight days? 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Kind of. It kind of sounds like it because it's been that way all along uh, with uh, what's happened against the Avalanche so far in these uh, in these Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, when we continue, uh, Sam and Ash, the legal minute is coming up. Mariah Carey and then a protester at a Grand Slam event. How do we put those two together? You'll have to stay with us and listen. Uh, it's uh, going to be some fun and some serious legal talk on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Grab a pen right now. I'm going to give you the number, and I will remind you of the number in just a little bit. But 702-820-1234, 702-820-1234, uh, Here is uh, Ashley Watkins joining us uh, to chat a little bit about a couple of different stories, the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, how are you? What's going on? And uh, you staying cool? Yeah, all of the above. I'm great, staying cool, having fun. How about you guys? Uh, we're, we're doing good. We were talking about saunas uh, and uh, ice baths with uh, Zach Whitecloud, who's just back from the World Championships uh, uh, a little while ago. Uh, I don't do it. It sounds like it would be beneficial. Uh, we put the number at about 20%. Uh, do you think uh, 20% of the population does the sauna ice bath uh, combination? That's way too high, guys. Yeah. It's way too high. I told you, Ryan. I just didn't want to make you, you feel bad. It. I know, you I just didn't want to 20%. make you feel bad, that's all. Okay. Uh, right. uh, Mariah Carey's in the news. So this is her, her 1995, I'm going to move that's on because I was wrong. It. I know. Uh, Mariah Carey, uh, her great, <laughs> you hear it every Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, recorded 1994. It's a staple of the holidays. Uh, and, and now she's being sued because she uh, misappropriated the song uh, from uh, an earlier version. Can you be sued when allegedly. you released it? Yeah, allegedly. I should I, I should know that better than that to, to avoid getting sued by anybody. Uh, I'm Darren Millard, allegedly, uh, saying this. And, and uh, can you be sued from 1994 uh, for misappropriating a song? It seems like like a long time ago. It is a long time ago, guys. So you're right. Absolutely. Why is Mariah Carey getting sued for this song for copyright infringement? I know Chapman wants her sued for damage and personal injury to his eardrums every time it comes on. Yeah. But here she's actually being sued for copyright infringement by this guy. And I, I don't get it. I don't know how this survives what we call a statute of limitations defense, which basically in almost every case, there's a time limit where you have to bring your claim. And so that's so people can move on with their lives. If you get into, if you cause a car accident after two years, usually you, if no one has sued you for that car accident, you're good. You're in the clear. You don't have to worry about it. And so I don't know how this is going to survive. You know, the general rule is called a discovery rule. And so that means he would have three years to file his lawsuit from the date it was discovered that Mariah Carey infringed on his uh, his own song, or he should have reasonably discovered it. And based on the popularity of Mariah Carey's song, that should have happened in the mid-90s. Yeah, like wh where's he been every holiday season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the most common situation if someone is in a coma, it's called a delayed discovery rule. You get an extension, oh. but I mean, you can't put your head in the sand voluntarily and and do this ostrich rule and, and get away with it for 20 plus years. So I don't see how this survives. Is I want to just jump in here quickly, uh, Ashley. Is there something really called an ostrich rule? 
<laughs> it's, it's really not a rule, but it's called, um, there's a, and you can't put your head in the sand and ignore it. You have to be a reasonable person. And, and that's the reasonable discovery rule. Well, um, but no, think, it's not, it's not a, a true legal term, but we talk about it as if it is. I think, I think there should be, we, we just, uh, we just coined a term right here on the VGK Insider show with Sam and Ash and the legal minute, the ostrich rule, Ryan. Uh, so, <laughs> trademark it yes well done I, th- this is interesting to me because like the two songs are 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 different melodically they're they have different lyrics like it, it's not like this was a direct ripoff where you'd have to i would imagine get permission to cover the song like is that a different process when you have artists that cover songs over and over again versus what's taking place here yeah, so we've heard a lot about lawsuits recently where the artist is being sued for plagiarizing someone else's prior work. And that means their Mariah Carey song is too similar with tone, melody, lyrically, title, et cetera, that there's confusion. But there's also a different set of rules for artists because it happens all the time where artists will cover someone else's song before and they do it legally. And usually it has a process of getting a license from that um, other person, and there's usually a royalty rate for every download or sale that you make on your cover, you have to give to the original artist. So there's legal ways to go about it, but this is something totally different. I wish I would have wrote Happy Birthday. That would have been a good one, because that one ripped off all the time. I could have sued somebody. Hey, uh, we got, uh, on, on the flip side of this, uh, a strange, concerning story from the, the French Open uh, Tennis Championship over the course of the weekend, and a protester ran out of the court and then attached uh, herself to, to the net. Uh, my first inkling uh, and thought was Monica Sellis uh, way back when, when she was stabbed by that uh, deranged individual. Uh, do the do the competitors have any type of recourse in this type of environment to say to the tournament, like, you guys didn't do your job here. We're going to go after you. Well, yeah. I mean, most of these sporting events, everyone's going through metal detectors now. And so if a competitor was on the court and a, a deranged person, a protester got on the court and injured them with a metal device, you know, that they brought into the arena, there would likely be some type of recourse by the player against the stadium or the security company or both to try and say, look, I had a reasonable expert expectation of safety from the stands that you wouldn't allow any spectators one onto the court. And if they did get onto the court, they wouldn't have any metal object that they had brought in from the outside to hurt me. And so that would be a problematic for the arena and the security company in charge of it, which are oftentimes different. Ryan, uh, you're, you're probably too young for the Celis thing, but that was uh, devastatingly tragic and goofy. Thank goodness she, she was okay. But uh, this one uh, was just a protest, Ryan. Yeah, and, and I guess that's kind of another angle that you can look at from this perspective is you've got a live sporting event happening as this protester is running through play and attaching herself to the net. So like, if she were to have been injured in any way, who would have been liable in that situation? Oh, you know, a lot of it depends on how she got hurt. You, you know, if she tripped on the court and just fell and scraped her knee or broke a wrist, that's her fault. You know, there's nothing there. There was no dangerous condition or latent defect that she didn't know of. But if she's on the court and something happens, you know, like a light from the ceiling falls and hits her, assuming this isn't 
if this was an indoor event, which it wasn't, but if a, like a stadium light fell and hit her, um, now that's a different situation. Even though she's a trespasser and shouldn't have been on the court to begin with, they didn't expect the light to fall down and hit her and injure her. So that's some an instance where she hypothetically could have a case. But usually it's tough. And remember, guys, juries, they want sympathetic plaintiffs. You've got, you can't be a person that's trespassing in a place where they shouldn't be to begin with. Juries don't like giving money and awarding money to injury, even legitimately injured people that, you know, have gotten themselves into the situation themselves, arguably. Could any of the competitors have sued for a redo, like replay the match? Mm, I don't think oh, so. I no. I mean, I'm just thinking. If you otherwise, lose. then you otherwise then you might have some crazy oh. uh, players out there with uh, plants in the yes! stadium. You know, hey, if it's going south, just run yeah. on the court. I'm gonna and rub I'm gonna my nose. For a redo. Chapman, you run on the court. If I rub my nose twice, okay? Uh, let's, uh, exactly. Let's go. Leave me out of this. Um, uh, I actually uh, used to cover tennis in Canada, and I was filling time between a, the women's final went too short. Uh, it was over right away, so we had to carry the doubles final, and I got hit with a ball by Arantxa Sanchez Vicario. That didn't mm. uh, feel good uh, at all, but I'm old, so you guys can all look up Arantxa Sanchez. No, I know who she is. You probably uh, deserved that it. That wasn't an accident, was it? Yeah, I was. Uh, no, <laughs> probably probably not. She, she pretended to apologize. Now, she uh, was she no was... Gabriella Sabatini, though. <laughs> no, uh, Sabatini was there, so was Martina Hingis, who I had a massive crush on uh, at the time. Martina Hingis. Well, everybody knows all about that. Uh, we got to go. Uh, 702-820-1234. Salmon Ash, the legal minute. Uh, check them out. Uh, Salmon Ash law.com ashley you are the greatest uh, thanks for joining us and educating us and uh, we know that you're there to uh, make things right oh always guys so much fun with you on this show and on twitter <laughs> we have fun you bet uh there's ashley watkins from salmonashlaw.com uh I'm, I'm not kidding i got hit with the tennis ball and it was not in a very good spot because uh, I turned around and uh got whacked and uh, my producer wanted to know what was going on and i had to whisper not that that made uh, a, a lot of sense, but uh, when, have you ever ever been to a pro tennis tournament? Yes, I, I used never. I it's actually used to so do the PA fun. when they had the Tennis Channel open here. I did I did the PA address for them, so uh, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I don't know how the the judges or the 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 officials, uh, line judges. Uh, thank goodness the Hawkeye system's in place now. I don't know how they ever did that. I like, go well, watch it because the ball's just so blistering. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chapman, you and I will play doubles uh, one I, day. I'm not very good. That's that's okay. I'll put you at the net and I'll serve. <laughs> okay. And I guarantee you, I'll hit you forty percent of the time. <laughs> that, that makes me that makes me less want to play with you. <laughs> less like. Uh, we got uh, game four of the Eastern Conference Final uh, coming up tonight. Uh, we'll tee up that one plus uh, a lot more in-depth conversation regarding the Avalanche dismantling and blowing through the Edmonton Oilers. Boy. In retrospect, did we overhype that? Where did we go wrong? It's the VGK Insider Show. Stay with us. Hour number two is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.